The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And always, always, every week, you have, can't wait for the show to have a good show. Today, we're going to talk about college football, NFL training camp, um, baking, cooking, nursery rhymes, I don't know, Dr. Seuss, Green Egg Man, with my guest today, an old friend, old teammate, and man, just a great guy. I'd love to have him on the show, Dwight Driver, we call him D-Drive, you that D? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm all good, bro, how you doing? Oh, I can't, I can't complain, every time I talk to you, it's a good thing, right? Man. Right back at you, bro. Right back at you. Well, D, let's just start. We ain't going to talk about no bacon. Okay. No, you do all the bacon and all that, so. We ain't going to put, you out, what'd you what'd you gonna put you out there like that, you know. I ain't going to say you bake cakes and cookies and all that, you know. We'll leave that alone. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, D, we, we start off, we start off with uh, NFL training camp. You know, a lot of people, I got a lot of emails, and um, people want to talk about how training camp is going. Let's start off with Cleveland Browns. All the speculation with Johnny Football starting. I just don't think, and I want your opinion, D. Um, everybody wants him to start and say the Browns are going to do something. It takes a lot for a quarterback as a freshman, a rookie, to come in and change the team around. Do you agree with that? I do. But you, you got to look at it like this. You got to look at two two situations, okay? You don't you don't move up. Well, I, didn't, I don't think they moved up to draft Johnny Football, but you drafted Johnny Football in the first round. You don't draft a player in the first round and expect him to sit on the bench. On the flip side of that, ain't too many rookies coming into the NFL uh, putting up, uh, you know, veteran numbers in the NFL. But at the same time, you drafted Johnny Football to play football in the first round. Anybody that gets drafted in the first round, you know it like I know it just from experience and being in the league. Anybody that gets drafted in the first round is expected to play somehow, some way in that rookie year, right or wrong. Right. But but, yeah, but do you so, think is it going to change the team or what they're trying to still bring the fans back and sell tickets? That's what it looked like to me. You don't think so? Yeah, but at the same time, if, if, if you had confidence in Hoyer, you wouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the first round. Let me ask you. You went to draft it. And, and then, you know, like you said, Johnny Football does bring a little hype to Cleveland. And you're talking about Cleveland, okay? You're talking about Cleveland. We're not talking about New York or, you know, uh, you know Chicago or, or, or uh, the uh, Patriots. We're talking about Cleveland, okay? So, 
they brought Johnny Football in. You drafted a guy in the first round. I, if I'm a GM and I'm alone and I draft a guy in the first round, I'm expecting you at some point, especially at that quarterback position. I brought you in here because I'm expecting you to do something. Like, I'm expecting you to do something at that quarterback position coming in here your rookie year. Well, let's take it a little farther. Like, what do you see him doing? I mean, but first let's go by the record. What do you think him? What are they going to be this year? Eight I and eight. Just from watching that, I watched that. I watched them last week. I watched their first preseason game, and uh, he's got potential. I mean, you can see it. I mean, we saw it when he was in college. I didn't think for a moment that he couldn't go to the NFL and play. Now the NFL is a different monster too. It's not like college. Okay, so. Seeing what I saw, and it's a, it's a learning curve. Just like they say, every, it's a learning curve, especially going from the college to the pros. This is the pros, okay? So going from going from the pros or going from college to the pros, it's, 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 it's a totally different game, totally different mindset. And I think the guy, I mean, just from seeing what I saw last week in the preseason game, I think he's going to be starting before the end of the year. I really believe that, and especially once you once you can digest that system, you know, an NFL system. You know, and I was watching ESPN earlier today, and and the head coach was talking about how at one point he was only digesting, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, word uh, plays. Now he's up to anywhere between ten and twelve, and that's huge in a jump from from where he was in before. And now, granted, in the college in the pro game, that's all you do. There's no more class. There's no more study tables. There's no more, you know, hanging out with your – it's all football. So being a professional, you've got to be a professional. So for him to digest – I mean, he's a bright kid, too. For him to digest what he needs to digest, I think athletic and talented, talent, talented, talent, he's better than Hoyer. But once he gets that book thing down, it's a wrap. That's just my opinion because he's a gamer. Anytime you have a guy, anytime you have a guy that's a, that can that can change, he reminds me of a Russell Wilson to some degree, because anybody that can move around and put defenses in a bind, it's it's gonna create problems for you. And I think he's that guy. It's just gonna take some time. I I can't agree with you on that, but let's start with this. I mean, no. he just come on, man. He he just ain't got the the, the wear tear of the body. You know, he's a little guy. Anybody can run around there. You see. Um, RG3, when he ran around and he got tore up, you see all the other guys, his other back of Vic crying because he said that he getting hit late. It, that's going to run out with the league of these quarterbacks running around. You don't agree with that? Because I I do, but I don't. Because every play ain't going to be able to try. Here, here's the thing with the running around and the not running around. Guys that can't run around, they get sacked. Guys that can't run around, they're going to make plays. But also the guys that can't run around, they have that confidence in their arms where they can make plays, and if not, they can throw it away. They don't have that two, two-edged sword like these guys, like the Russell Wilsons and the, and, and, and the um, RG3 because now I'm a two-headed monster, okay? Now, you can, you can, you can be a quarterback. You can be a quarterback like, like, um, like, like um, Tom Brady. You can be a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's Tom Brady's not going to run around. But at the same time, Tom Brady is going to stay in that pocket, and Tom Brady is going to break your defense down, and he's going to read plays, and he's going to make decisions for you. 
Well, there's a lot of quarterbacks that run around that's successful. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. You got, uh, I mean, the only quarterback you really got running around is Russell Wilson, Kaffernall for the 49ers. Yeah, RG3. That's it, right? Russell Wilson. You got Russell Wilson, Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, RG3, Johnny Football, Michael Vick. And I still believe we'll get to that one, too, but I think Michael Vick don't start in New York. Um, uh, I will get all that stuff. I got, I got and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another surprise, too, that's going to surprise you, too, is... Um, Andrew Luck surprised me. Even though he doesn't have to, and being in the system, and that's another thing. You get in certain systems, you 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 gonna have to run. Yeah. You got some systems. You got some systems that are, that's gonna. All right. Got a bunch. Don't <laughs> You got a you got a you got a lot of systems that that call for you to run. You got a lot of quarterbacks in certain systems that it calls for them to run. Yeah, but that's up to the to draft you to the right system. You know, you ain't gonna draft no running quarterback to a system that you know y'all don't play, have no scramble plays. You know, right? But that you know, and then you go back to that what we talked about a few weeks ago about when you, you know, college and football. And in college, you draft a player that fits your program. Like Oklahoma back in the day when they used to run the wishbone with Jamal Holloway and all those guys. They drafted quarterbacks that can run and read. They're not drafting a Tom Brady type or an Andrew Buck type. When you get to the pros, it's what I need and that's the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you sit back and you think about that. Like I tell everybody, young kids, well, what college you got to go to? You got to go to one where if you're a running back, go to a school runner. You can go to right. with the school passing the ball all the time, right? Right. I mean, you're right, the right system, but you you have to know it as a player, too. You know, I mean, being in the NFL being drafted, you really have no control for the team is drafted, you know. But, you know, you hoping not to go to that team where, you know, they ain't going to fit your style of play. You right? You right. But then you still go back to that. You know, you can look at you can look at a situation like at the Texans. Okay, the Texans had the number one pick. Okay, and granted, this quarterback class wasn't as deep as you know, or as as talented. I'll say. I mean, but you had some decent quarterbacks that I think, like I think I thought Blake Bortles was probably the best quarterback draft this year. Okay, but you look at a team like the Texans, who what do I do? And that's the way I was getting about. Getting at is, do you draft the best available, or do you draft for your need? They really needed a quarterback, but they drafted the best player in the draft in, in uh, Jadavion Clown. So it, it just depends on the situation, man. It just depends on the situation and what you need to do, what you should do, and what you need to do, you know? Well, what what are you saying about a couple of years ago when the Broncos drafted um um I can't think of his name right Tebow? That wasn't out of know what you needed. That was out of selling tickets. Am I right? They didn't need yeah, Tebow. No, that was out of yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you they know drafted. that whole you know it was that whole thing, and you know like I know from experiences. You've gone to these NFL combines, and you've gone and sat down in these meetings with these coaches and these interviews, and. You know, everybody, there's nothing you could argue about as far as his character. Everybody 
Everybody loves his character. You know, like I know, 90 NFL is all about character. Who's character? Who's, you know, who, you know, do I want a guy in here that's done this and that's done that? And it, it was character. Me, I would have never drafted Tim Tebow. I don't care about his character. And then stats, to some degree in college, stats can, can be a little misleading. And I say this for this reason. When Tim Tebow was in college, Tim Tebow, I think he had, I think he like led the SEC in like touchdowns that year and, and rushing touchdowns. Well, if I got a quarterback that's 260 pounds and given the line that, that the Florida Gators had when Tim Tebow was there and all these corners, two yard touchdowns, I mean, come on, man. It's not like he broke off for a 30 yard or a 40 yard or a 20. Never did that. So a lot of that stuff was padded. So looking at the big picture with Tim Tebow being a GM, I wouldn't have never drafted him. I wouldn't have never drafted Honestly, I can't remember one quarterback from there, and I don't want to knock the Florida Gators, but I can't remember one quarterback really that has from the Florida Gators that went to the NFL and that was productive. And you know why that is? The Florida Gators are in a state where I got receivers. The Florida Gators... The Florida Gators are a program, and, and if, you can, if you can think of one quarterback, let me know that left the Gators and was successful. Oh, that's Steve Spurrier. But when I got a quarterback that can throw, and I got receivers out on the edges that run four threes, and all I got to do is say run and go get it, how hard is that? How hard is that? So the Florida Gators, I mean, in my opinion, they, they, they always had good teams, but their quarterbacks are terrible. Well, and that's what I'm trying to tell you about, about um, Johnny football. It all looks good in college. I mean, and you brought up a good point. Look at USC. They bring out all these quarterbacks and receivers, and then I'll make it in the NFL. You know, and you get to the NFL, now it's a different story. I mean, that's what I'm trying right. to tell you about football. You know, all he well, did in college, you playing on uh, Eastern Kentucky and Garbage Can State, yeah, you'll put up numbers. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Johnny Football won the Heisman as a freshman. You can't take that, man. You cannot take that away as a freshman in the SEC, best football conference in the country. So you you can you can argue the point. I can still come back with you with one better love. You got a freshman who won the Heisman Trophy in the SEC, and they didn't play against no bones. All right, right. Let's, wait, take it, take it to the other guy that came from LSU, the quarterback. Say it, say it again. Let's, let's go with the quarterback that came from LSU, number one pick, and couldn't make it in the NFL. Uh, went to the Raiders. Uh, I can't think of his name offhand. From LSU? Uh, yeah, LSU. Um, he had a little drug problem with the um, syrup. The corner, oh, you said the cornerback or the quarterback? Quarter. Quarterback, quarterback. Oh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Came out of that. Went to the Raiders. No one pick was a big bust. Quarterback. Oh, you talking? Oh, big boy. That that they had yeah. a drug problem. Well, he didn't have a drug, but he yeah. Um, Demarcus Russell. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at well, that. I mean, I, even that, even even that situation. Here, here, here's the situation with that. Jamarcus Russell could have been a really good quarterback had he had he had a devoted his time to being. That's the thing. You got a lot of these guys that are talent wise. I mean, and 
if he had devoted his time to being an NFL quarterback, he could have been a really good quarterback. I mean, for the size, I mean, you're talking about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, 200 and some odd, I mean, typical prototypical quarterback that let things off the field stray him away from being an NFL quarterback. So him, no, him, yeah, I think he could have been. I think he could have been one of the better, one of the better quarterbacks. And now a lot of times these guys, man, and I and I always say this, and this is another double-edged sword. A lot of these guys, me personally, I would like to see guys stay. You know, and it's so hard because of the money. You know, all the money that's out there for you to get. But I would like to see a lot of these guys stay, especially some of the quarterbacks, and stay and mature and be a and be a quarterback and get yourself ready for the NFL. And that's what a lot of that's a lot of things. A lot of times, that's what happens with a lot of guys. And you've seen it before. You know it. All these guys they come out early, whether it be for academic reasons or discipline reasons. Okay, them okay, whatever. But some of these other guys that just because of like you said the whole stat number in college. It's not the NFL. It's what you did against, you know, um, Southwest Indiana State University and you pad up ungodly numbers against, you know, these type of schools or whatever. Yeah, yeah I get that. But yeah. you got guys that are playing against top caliber guys every weekend and week out and they go all the way to their senior years and it's different, you know, but it's so hard for you to say, yeah, stay in school, get the money, you know, stay in school, get your degree, try to get a national championship, but then go to the pro. It's easy to say that. And a lot of people would like to see it. I think that, I think it would make the NFL game better because it would make the guys more NFL ready. But, I mean, what you going to do? I mean, the good thing, like in the NBA, at least, now in the NBA, they don't let the guys come out of high school anymore like they used to. You know, so and that I would like to see the guys, you know, stay a little longer, mature a little longer. You know, after your sophomore year, you leave. You, you know, you got a lot to digest when you go to the NFL because it's a totally different game. Well, let's, let's go to Minnesota. We got um, Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he was by far the best quarterback coming in the draft. You know, he had a bad pro day. You know, one day makes it your stock when you get drafted go down. But yeah, by, by far he should be the most quarterback that should succeed and win some games this first year. You agree with that? I still, I still think Tyler. White, I mean, I think Bridgewater ended up being a starting quarterback up in up in uh, up in Minnesota, and a lot of that's got to do with he he was a he, he was a senior, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was a senior. I mean, size wise, talent wise, you know, football IQ. You know, I think he. I think he will be eventually the starter. You know, for for Minnesota. But I still think, and I, I, I still thought as far as mechanics, footwork, and I, I don't buy into that. And a lot of teams don't buy into that. You listen to these guys that go to the pro day or the NFL combine, and oh, he had a bad day. Oh, it's gonna kill his stock. Whatever. No, it's not. Because you know, like I know, they're going to go back and they're going to pop that tape in against Alabama. They're going to pop that tape in against Florida State. And they're going to pop that tape in against these other big boys. And they're going to see what he did against the big boys. So they're not a lot of teams, a lot of smart teams are not going to let that one pro day or that, or that one combine day, that one day, ruin what you could potentially do. So I, I, I don't think that... You know, just that, like I said, that one day or, or, or make or break 
where you get drafted or who drafts you or whatever. But that tape don't lie. And you know it like you, and you know it like I know it, love. They always just say, the eye of the sky does not lie. And it's easy for me to pop that tape in. Just like when uh, you go back to Damien Clowney when they were saying, oh, well, he, take, he takes breaks off. He takes off. And you know me, I love college football. And I pretty much see a, at least four or five games that he played in. And I've seen one game where he took a playoff three plays prior to that play. He chased the guy down from his side to the other sideline. Okay? Three plays prior to that. But nobody saw that. But what they saw was the potential number one draft pick take a playoff. All he takes plays. Now he takes plays off. So. You buy into it and you fall into the trap and you don't do your homework. That's your fault. You know? Well, but, right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Okay. We're going to talk about, uh, well, we got a couple more quarterbacks, but then we're going to get into the quarterback in the second year that's in the league. Um, and then okay. we're going to talk about the Jack. You know, with Michael Vick. So, but uh, okay. this is Jack, my guest, D Driver. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Love, your guest for Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back with show my guy, main buddy, uh, old teammate. Uh, well, he's young. I'm old. D-Dry, you still there, D? Yep. Still want to give a good shout-out real quick to everybody listening down there. Woody's Auto, come on in, get your car, drive in, drive out, they'll bring you the car. You just relax at home, fill it up with gas, can beat that, run the gas out, come on back and buy it. Right, Dwight? Yep, that's right. Oh, you looking to buy a new car, so we're going to get you one, Dwight. You got all that money. Man. Yeah, three college tuition to pay for, man. 
<laughs> well, see, we, we were talking about, you know, and, and it's just that I can't get it out of your mind, but I got to let the listeners know, uh, you know, I, I'm not a college guy. I watch it, and I, it, I don't break down as much as, you know, you, and uh, because I think college is a little slower than what I, you know. But um, you, you break down college, you know, the end and all. So my question to you, Dwight, is, you know, when I got to the Eagles, you know, it was like, the guys, you know, I got off there, I'm running, you know, plays I'd learned from Wyoming, you know, like my routes, and the guy slapped me upside the head, like, come here, man, run these college routes, you know. It's a big change, Dwight. So how can you see where German football can make that change and become great? Because, I mean, because you, you break it down and explain because you say he's a gamer. So go ahead and explain it's different from that college and to the pro and what you see in Johnny. Well, like I was saying before, the difference in that college game and that program is pro game is that there is no more study tables. There is no more, uh, 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 to, you know, it's, it's all football in the NFL now. This is your job. There's no classes to go to in the pros. I mean, other than your book works, but it's your job now. This is what you do. You are a professional football player. There's no more classes. There's no more study tables. There's no more, uh, let's go hang out at the local, you know, little hangout spot or whatever. No, you are a professional football player. You are supposed to eat, breathe, and sleep football. This is your job. This is how you take care of your family. When you were in college, that scholarship took care of you. Mom and daddy sent you some money. It took care of you. It's mentioned, but, you know, but now this is the NFL. This is how you support your family. So you need to be on your job. It's like an eight, hour, eight hours a day. Eight hours a day, six days a week. Yeah, but yo, isn't your isn't your play gonna be a lot different? I mean, you, I mean, if college, you know, you ain't gonna be able to run around as a, as a quarterback spot. You know, well, let me use it as a receiver. I could, you know, college, you know, a receiver couldn't even put their hand. I mean, defensive back couldn't put their hands on me. You know, it was different. Now the pro, you get up in there, you got guys standing and putting it all up in your face, man. As soon as you get off the line, you know what I'm saying? It's more aggressive than college. Do you know what that is? What's that? You know, you know what that is? That's called Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> That's all it is. It's called Welcome to the NFL. I ain't here to hold your hand no more. This is this big boy. This is big boys now. I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm not here to spoon feed you. I'm not here to... Oh, it's okay. You get a little boo-boo, a little scrape or whatever. Oh, it's... No, that's not what I do. You... Coach Sumlin did that for you, Johnny Football, back in A&M. We're not doing that here. This is the NFL, and that's what he has to do. He knows it. He knows it. I'm a professional player. I'm a professional football player right now. This is what I do. Six, seven days a week. And then by you being a rookie and a quarterback, I said five days a week. You've got to be at least seven days a week, love. Yeah. At least seven days a week if you're a rookie. And then you're trying to be the man, too. I know how I would approach it. I know how, I, even when I went to college, when I, when I, you know, my, you know, transitioning from my junior college and going to Wyoming, I went up there a week before I was supposed to be up there. You know why? Because I'm not trying to sit on the bench, love. Right. I wasn't trying to sit. I wasn't trying to sit on the bench. I went up to Wyoming a week before I was supposed to be up there. Got the playbook. Got some plays. You know, and once the and then. We had that week, I think it was a week where all the newcomers, I came a week before all the newcomers had to be there. And then we had another week 
with all the newcomers. And then the following week, all the veterans came back. So by the time they got there, I mean, I pretty much had the playbook. You know, but a lot of that goes into, a lot of that goes into you, you, you know, how you approach the game, how you don't, you know, how you approach the game, how you going to look at your position, how, where you want to be in your position. Do you just want to be in your position or do you want to be the man in your position? And depending on the approach that you take, that's going to be the outcome of it. And I don't think Johnny Football taking the approach that I'm going to be the backup here. I hope not. Oh, hold on the way. I want to stop for a minute. Because you said something good. I want you to talk more about it. And you talk about you got there, you know, a week before. You know, there's a lot of young kids who, you know, I talk to and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I... Hey, I look at that depth chart. If I'm I'm below, if I'm not number one, I'm looking at something I got to do. And, and you made a good point for the younger kids out there. Go into more about that. Why did you do that, you know, and and, and, and your your study habits and what you was doing when you was up there a week before the white. But that's very important. I like when you said that. I did it because, like you said, I don't, I, don't, I didn't come up here to be number two. And then having a mindset that every program that I've ever played in, I've always been the number one guy. So I'm not coming up here to be number two, even though I know they had a guy who was the number one guy, you know, he, 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 he been there for five years. I feel like you've been at a school for five years. By your fifth year, you should be, you should be the guy, shouldn't you? Yeah. If you, if, if you've been at a school for five years at a position and by the time you're a senior, you ain't the guy, but I look at it by the time you're a junior. Sophomore, you should be competing for it. By the time you're a junior, you should be trying to be one of the guys, depending on the position. You should be trying to be that guy. If you're not, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong outfit. You're in the wrong outfit. You need to find something else to do. But you got to approach it like that. You've got to always try to be a step ahead of the next man. Because if you don't, what's, what's the point? You know, and it, it ain't even so much in football with football. And in life, too, you got to approach it like that. If you know that you don't know, like I said, I, I went up there because the game, and, and I struggled early when I went up there because it went from going to a program where, going to a program where, where it's uh, pro-right, you know, going from junior college where we call a play pro-right 31 trap, Okay. I go from that, from junior college, to going to a Division One program where it's ace-right, split, Z-option, 87, X-dig, Y-out. You see where I'm getting at now? Yeah, yeah. And if, you, and if you can't digest all that and you can't process all that, you don't play. And there's plenty of guys that I went to school with, love, and I'm going to tell you. Talented, some, of the, some of the most talented players I've ever seen before, and you done seen it. You done seen it. Yeah. But if you don't know what's going on in that field, I don't care how talented you are, if you don't know what's going on in that field, I can't play you. You do me no good. You do me no good at all. You do yourself no good. You said something good, though, I want to talk about real quick. You know, because I'm I'm, I'm taking my whole theme of my show and story of life. Life is about audibles. And when you said, you know, you go from pro right and all that, because when you see something, it ain't right. You got to audible out of it, right? And change it. You got to, and that's you how life is. It. You know, when something ain't right, you got to change it. It's an audible in life. When you said you came up from a Juco Ramen Pro Right, and, you know, I was the same way, you know, okay, split right, V V eighty eight. I run an A route. And then I came right. up to the pro, 
And you got Ram stuff back. He called on Red Blue 98, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? You got to like, adjust. You got to adjust. Oh, we got, we're on another plate. And you got to be on another plate right now. And it's, and it's so quick. And, you know, it was so quick. And you got to decide what you want to do. And that's just like life. You know, something happened. You got to change that into an album, right, Dwight? And change right. thing. What can I do to make that situation better? Play a little bit more on yeah. that. Like, because you said something really good. And that's and you know that that's it, you know you go, you know you got these. You, you, I call a play, and, and it's and it's just like you said, it's, it's the same way in life. You need to approach that the same way. I want to be the man. If I come up, and and like you said, the whole thing with the you know I'll give you another example. Johnny, you know we can go back to Johnny football and this whole preparing himself, and you got to prepare yourself. Johnny football calls a huddle in the play, and he goes up to the line, and guess what? He don't see, and everybody, a lot of people don't understand. There's real people that know football, that watches football, and understand it. They get it. Guys like you, when we see stuff on, you know, when being players, and you see things on the field, and you see formations on the field, you can look at it and say, huh, I can't do that. It's just like playing chess. I can't do that. So now I got to figure out something else to do. Okay, let me check out into this. Let me check into this. Now, if I check up out of it, and your man over here don't do what he's supposed to when I check up out, I call the right play. Right. If you don't check out of it and, and check right. into what I'm supposed to, it's no good. And it's, exactly. it's, it, 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 it's no good. When I call audible, you need to be able to adjust. Exactly. If you can't adjust, if you can't adjust, we got problems. You know, and that's just like, and you know me, I'm a Bears fan. Bears fan. Orange and blue till I die. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Come on, man. You want, we're going to win the division this year, too. <laughs> we're going to win the division this year, too. I'll take your money just like I'm going to take all the rest of the other money. Okay. Now, everybody talked about my Bears and how, oh, you guys struggling or whatever. But just like I told them, when we drafted Alshon Jeffrey, I said that was the best draft pick that we've had in some years. And everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, for one, they're looking at me like I'm crazy because they don't watch college football. And for two, well, who's going to throw him the ball? My quarterback, Jay Cutler. That's who's going to throw him the ball. Everybody was all over there. Oh, why did Jay get that? Why did Jay get that big contract? Why do we keep him? You know why? For one, there's nothing else out there, though. What was out there? Nothing. So you're going to go get rid of a guy and go get another guy and try to start all over there. No, you don't do that. You, you didn't let me ask. So, can I answer that uh, question? Can I answer that question? Let me you ask. Go ahead. See, you I, I talk, want you to answer, but you know I'm coming right back. You're talking uh, over me because you didn't want me to answer, see? I'm going to answer that. <laughs> How you have a quarterback to come in and replace him and have better records and stats and, and, better, uh, and then you get rid of him? Now, you ask me that. Who's out there better? Are you, talk, are you talking about your boy Josh that went to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm going to tell you how that played out, and I'm going to tell you how it's going to play out in Tampa. No, we talk about the Bears. Let's talk about the Bears. Okay. But you were talking about the quarterback we had before, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he's a new team with different players. You know, if he stayed where he had Jeffrey, he had Marshall, he had Forte running, it, 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 hey, that's what I'm talking about. Now you put him let, on let me, let me let me explain this one to you, bro. Okay, I'm listening. He was a he, he was he was a back he was a backup, right? Yes, sir. He was, and that's exact and that's exactly what he was. 
He was a backup. And if you think that him going to Tampa is going to improve Tampa's team offensively, oh, I watched him the other day. Oh, yeah, I watched him. And if you think that that guy is going to win games for them, he's not. You know what he is? He's a game manager. Uh-huh. And you know it like I know it. Every team has a game manager. Most backup quarterbacks are today, most backup quarterbacks are game managers if they're under a smart system. This guy, when he was here, he managed a football game. Okay, that's why he was so successful. Okay, one progression, two progression, worst case scenario, throw my check down. One possession, two possession, one progression, two progressions. If not, read my check down. Anybody can do that, okay? But not everybody can go one progression, progression, but that dude is tight on, but I can squeeze this in that window, and bing, I squeeze it in that window, and now I got a first down. Next move to change. One one progression. This is my starter, Jay Cutler. One progression, two. Oh, uh, yeah, I can hit that, too, even though that safety is coming. But I can get that ball. Josh McCown wasn't going to do that. He didn't well, do that. I went to two games. I went to two games last year. I was so disappointed. I went to the St. Louis game. I went down there to watch them play the Rams. Had Jay Cutler had a play in that game against the Rams, we would have beat oh. the Rams. But we had a quarterback. We had a quarterback who all he could do was manage a football game. And you know, like I know. Guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, all these big quarterbacks, these guys take chances. If you don't take chances in the NFL, I mean, granted, hell, everybody's going to throw picks. Everybody's going to throw picks. Okay? You know what? We got to take a break. Point, we'll back. At some point, what'd you say? We're going to take a break because I got the music, but we're going to come back and let you finish on that because uh, I got something to play you on that one. But this is Jerry ah, Rubin. Come on. Come on with it, man. I got something. Come on. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. Hey, D-Drive. Man, we got another old teammate on the phone, one of our old teammates. You know, I thought this guy was the, like the fastest guy in the world, you know, running that post two something. You know, um, great guy, man. He was like, uh, like, he was a younger guy. He was a mentor for everybody, you know. But, Sean Wiggins, you there? I'm here, Dr. Love. How you doing, sir? Good, good. Got your old D driver on the line, big. D driver, D driver. How you doing, man? I'm all good, bro. How you doing? I was just sitting and listening to you guys. Nice little conversation going here, so I figured I'd call in and, and uh, present a question or two. Go ahead, Wig. It's all over me. Okay, yeah, for both of you guys, you had to pick today. Uh, who would you say is going to be in the Super Bowl with two teams? You want to go first, D? You already know who I got. I got the Bears. I got two teams. I got the Bears. Okay. And I got the Broncos. Bears and Broncos. Okay. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go something different. You ain't, I know you like this, but uh, I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with like the 49ers. I think they're going to skate through it. But then I'm going to go with a team that's just struggling and coming out. I think going to ask them is, uh, I think the Steelers, your Steelers, Rick. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Your Steelers. Child, please. please. What your boy Johnson used to say, child, please. <laughs> child, please. Hey, Wig, I Pittsburgh. got a question for you because I'm tired of arguing with Dwight. He thinks Pittsburgh. this Johnny football, and you know how quarterbacks come in the league, and you know how we did with Tebow when he came in with all of our ticket sales. Do you see him being successful in the NFL? Well, you know, i tell you, um, from what I see from this guy, he's still a little young. And he's going to need some help. You know what I mean? First of all, if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be okay. But that's what, and when I say he needs help, I think he needs help on the other side of the ball. Good defense is going to have to do a good job to put him in um, great field positions to where he doesn't have to make too many early decisions. You know what I mean? they got to put him in a position to where he doesn't have to really um, determine whether he has to win or lose the game. You know? I mean, the kid is great with his legs. And the difference between this kid, he can throw the football better than Tim Tebow. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. He can throw the he football, but, but I think he's going to need some time, too. So I'm not totally sure what, um, what kind of help the uh, Cleveland Browns um, have for him right now as far as the protection and things like that. But if they can keep things simple for him and the defense, you know, can't put him in um, bad field position, I think he might have a shot of doing uh, a little bit above average. That's what I'm going to say right now. What do you think about the comments, Dwight? I, I, I totally agree with him, but, you know, that whole, you know, this, this whole football game, it's not like wrestling or tennis. you got some other guys. you got 10 other guys on that field. Well, mm-hmm. on the back of the That's what I mean. Yeah. you got 33 other guys on that field that you're depending on to help you to make plays to help you win this game. And just like we said, if he ain't got no help on the outside, on the vertical, and he ain't got no help in that backfield, you gonna have and, and guys up front, you, you gonna have problems. 
you're going to have problems no matter how talented you are. And, and a guy like him, if, 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 if they don't get him help, he's going to be out there running for his life every night, night in and night out. And eventually, maybe he might get a Michael Vick situation where he might get knocked out a couple of times. But hopefully, That's right. you know, hopefully that won't happen. But as far as him being, as far as him being Johnny Football and being a gamer and, and, and potentially being, uh, potentially being, who he could be, I, I still think he's a good. I still think it was a great pick for him, and I, and I still think he'll eventually start be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns before this year is out. I really believe yeah. that. Right, you know. To add to that, real quick, um, I just saw a couple of highlights on the ESPN show from that preseason game they had. What I did like from that kid is when the heat was coming, he knew how to get down. You know what I mean? He knew how to get out. He knew how to slide, and I wish, I wish that. Uh, the kids from the Redskins would did the same thing to his first year. You know, um, um, RG3. Because I think if RG3 would have known how to um, get down a little bit, you know, and I think he could have avoided some of those injuries that he had, and uh, he could be sitting on top right now. I just thought that he tried to do way too much, way too soon. And I don't know if that's just his mentality or what the coaches didn't prep him better for that. But uh, I just hate to see how, how his career was, um, you know, kind of in jeopardy so early in his career. You, you know, Dwight Wig, I got you on, Wig, and I want to change the subject because I want to get y'all thing on it. Uh, you know, um, the, the guy, Ray Rice, but I, the reason why I want y'all opinion is, you know, the guy, Stephen A. Smith, got suspended for ESPN for his comments. You know, everybody talk about um, the league went too light on him. You know, we all, you don't agree with the domestic violence. That's, that's all way out. He's out of whack for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, and you know that should never happen. He know that he know he in the um, eyes of the um, the public. You know why right. that outcry? Because the man's job and he his wife. You know, I mean he should have been gone six games. I thought you know, but you know sometimes they make mistakes and they they need to learn from it. And they need to you know you you discipline them with that. But you know Ray Rice got to know that you know. Even if he yelled at his wife, it was gonna be in the public. Then you put your hands on him, you know. I just, he can't he can't recover from that like Vic covered from the dog. You guys agree? Yeah, I agree with you. But you know, uh and and I am I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, especially with this domestic violence thing. You know, ain't no place no place for it at all. Yeah. But as far as him being disciplined, you know, Herm Edwards made a good point a few weeks ago when all this went down. He says, Herman was says, why? Even though, you know, his wife or whatever, she didn't press charges or whatever, nothing happened in court. We knew what went down. And Herman Edwards says, why does the team have to wait for the league to discipline him or to make a decision on what the team? It's, it's, it's my team. I can do right. what I want with my team. You know, and Herman made a good point. You can, you can have... I think, what is it? I, I'm not sure, but I think it's 10. You can have 10 inactive players each week or something like that. Harm says, why couldn't they just say you can deactivate him for four straight weeks? That means four straight weeks, you don't get four paychecks. Right. And the team, and, and, and he made a good point, the team can do whatever they want to. It's their team. The owners, the GMs, they can do whatever they want to. It's their team. They don't have to wait for the league. Right. Well, that's my point, Why I think the team should have did that before the commissioner had to come in, you know? Well, so, hey, well you, know what 
you, you know what the league, you know what the team is looking at. You know how the team is looking at it. Well, for one, this is our man, okay? Exactly. He's our starter. He's, he's one of our franchise players. So as the team, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. And I'll see what the league does because, you know, like I know, it's just a trickle-down effect. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait to see what does the league do first. So let's see what happens in court first. Because he might not even be here, you know, depending on what the situation, they might give him a little jail time. Okay, as a team, the team sat back and said, okay, let's wait to see what happens in court. Oh, nothing's going to happen in court. It's all dismissed. Okay, now let's see what the league's going to do. Oh, the league's came to two-game suspension. Okay, well, we'll just, we'll just ride with that and leave it alone. And, and that's what a lot of teams do. They'll, they'll just let the league, they'll wait for the league to do what they're going to do, and then we'll, we'll follow suit like you really did something. And in essence, you didn't. If you really wanted to do something as a team, you could have did something from the jump when it first went down. You could have did something because mm-hmm. it's your team. It's my team. I can do what I want. If I feel like a player is, is, is misrepresenting a team, and he needs to be disciplined, I, I can do that. It's my team. I can do whatever I want with my team, especially if you're violating, you know, conduct rules and whatever it might be. It's my team. I can do what I want. So I think Wait. teams could take, I think teams, I think more teams need to take take ownership of their own teams and discipline their own teams, you know, the way they see, and not even just the way they see fit, but just how life is, how, how it should be. You know, and then it says it sends a message. It sends a message to everybody. Because, you know, like, I know I forget the situation now. The one player that, uh, I forget who it is, but something with some court issues or whatever. whatever. Anyway, whatever it is that he got in trouble for, whatever, this might not see court until next year. So right, right. he can still play. Mm-hmm. He can still play right now. And, and nothing is because there's nothing going on. And I'm, I got to go to court. You know, I got to go to trial. And this might be next year or this might be. You know, whereas the team, you still did what you did, but he's not found guilty of anything. We have to wait, and that's what a lot of teams do, which, you know, depending on the scenario, the situation, and, the, you know, you can discipline accordingly. But I think every team, could, you can discipline whoever you want to, especially when it's your team. What do you think, Rick? Well, I agree. You know, it's uh, always turning uh, back to the uh, perspective of the public. You know, I remember years ago, Back in our college days, you know, Coach Roach used to always say, well, you are innocent to proven guilty. So you get to wait until you went to court in that kind of situation like Dwight just said. But now we have something that's called the Internet. We didn't have that back in the day when we played, you know. To where, so now the minute you do something, I mean, within 15 minutes, it's out there worldwide, you know, with all the cameras and this and that. So uh, what that does is now, I mean, that puts actually more pressure on teams because now what's the public saying? The public is going to say, oh, man, look what he just did to this female. The team isn't going to do anything about this. The commissioner isn't going to do anything about this. And so now that, that all goes back to the image, and image goes back to money, you know. It always right. goes back to money. At the end of the day, it goes back to that money dollar. Like the wife said, hey, this is our man. This is our franchise guy. So, you know, let's just play this thing out, and let's see what the league does, because the league currently may be um, um, not as stiff as what we would do, you know. I mean, the coach himself right now, he might think that, you know, uh, Mr. Wright should have got um, a stricter penalty. He may have it in his mind, but he's not going to come out there and say that. You know what I mean? So um, I think I think now with the, with the whole social media thing, that really, really changes um, these situations big time. You know, the minute I hit that TV, 
It says, hey, hey, oh, here it is, you know. Everybody got their own opinion on um, uh, what should be done and this and, and how people should get penalized. And, of course, you know, it's not fair. Some people get penalized um, worse than others, you know. Yeah. They do the same crime almost, you know. So it's, it's, it's all based on um, who the player is, too, uh, you know. That, that is a key point. I mean, because you're looking at Baltimore saying, hey, you know, we might that one player we lose might be the one to take us to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But that, but one, player, if, that one player is the one that's just, um, just that third no seats on Sunday. And I right. say, when you third no seats, that goes back to money, right? Right. Yeah. Joe Blow on the third stream on the practice squad, hey, let's defend him for a year. You know what I'm saying? We don't exactly. need him. So, okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, fella. I appreciate your time, man. And, uh, I enjoyed being on the show. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Wade. All right, Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, we got a little time. I want to talk about, do you remember that story? Uh, it was a couple of years ago. The four kids from Alabama, Alabama robbed the one guy and stole the credit card. and They went and brought snacks with the card. Do you remember that, remember that story? Uh-uh. Nope. Four players, football players for Alabama. They just won the, the national title. You know, when did they just win it? A couple of years ago, right? Yeah, year before last. And four of the players, one of them was, two of them was a freshman and one, two of them was sophomore. They didn't have, they weren't started, but they had some role on the team. You know, and um, they jumped some guy, robbed a guy and brought snacks with his credit card. You know, and I look back, and I, the reason I'm talking about this, I just look like how we talk about what players do, you know, in the pros and college. You know, you have the scholarship to get your education and play football, and you go out and do dumb things like that. Do you think the kids are just, I mean, just ain't thinking nowadays? Because back in those days, we wouldn't have done that, right, Dwight? We wouldn't have done that, but then, you know, feeling, and, 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 and for me, it's going to always be a numbers game for me because everybody's not perfect, okay? And you're going to have some, you know, I don't make it for guys, but it is what it is. You're going to have some guys that do dumb stuff, okay? In the history of college football, every coach has kicked some player off their team. And I, I, I say this, and I haven't been around players, I done been around players that that have been kicked off of every team that I've been on since I played football. And I've never not once had a coach give them ample opportunities and ample chances to fix themselves. Now, you know that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Okay? Now, Now, I've never seen a coach, and like I say, from high school, through junior college, through Wyoming. I've never seen a player have ample chances to fix itself, ample resources to fix itself. And if you don't fix it, when you keep doing what you're doing, guess what? You won't be doing it here. Right. You won't be doing it here. And you'll, you'll always, you know, and the sad thing is, is, like I said, it's a numbers game. You're talking about, you know, we'll, we'll just say the college game. You're talking about college football players where you're dealing with almost 100 to 120 players Every year, where in college basketball, I'm dealing with about 18, 18, 18 to 20 players. That's, that's, that's huge. Okay? 
And then it's just so ironic. And, and, and the thing that I hate is, and everybody always throw this old, you know, you're an athlete. And it's true, you're an athlete, you're in the public eye, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, when when the little frat boys from the Fire Kappa album or whatever, he goes out and they get in a fight and beat up somebody. Oh, you don't hear about that. Oh, you just hear about a little brawl on campus and it's just what's under the or whatever. But you're representing a fraternity. You 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 should be held more accountable just as accountable as these athletes. You know, so it's the stuff you. But you know, I think the only thing you can do is just try to, you know, just try to be, you know, be respectable and, and do right by yourself and by you know by the program. And if not, somebody else will come in and do it for you. Well, we got to go, but I want to thanks again, man, for you being on the show, man. Really appreciate you doing it, man. Thanks, man. It's all good, love. It's all good, love. You know how we do, especially when we can talk about sports. Yes, sir. But, uh, I, I got, I got a question for you, though. What's that? You know, and I, and I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm taking all y'all money. If you want to take that bet on that division, the Bears will win the NFC North this year. I'm gonna call you on that one. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking everybody's money. So I'm just letting right. you know. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking all y'all milk money. <laughs> All right, thanks again, B. <laughs> All right, bro, you take it easy, man. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks for it. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.